I mean, I always knew, every time I saw Davina, I, I always knew you were a star girl. Look at you. Thank you so much for that smoke blown up my ass. I'll no, send you I'm the not. 50 pound. <laughs> I'm being serious though. I actually, you're one of the people that I look up to because you're so old and weathered in the community. <laughs> you wait. I'm Davina and I'm Ricky and welcome to Fierce Slay Talk, a decamp podcast where we'll be catching up with some familiar faces from the drag world and beyond, whilst delving deeper into the obstacles life has thrown at them in the journey of becoming fabulous. So shall we begin? I'm really, really excited to welcome this next queen. I'm disappointed that I'm speaking to her so soon because I know personally how incredible she is. She turns the looks, she brings the party, she can drink me under the table, and she's also a kiki queen. It's the fabulous Cherry Valentine! Hi, darling. Cherry, welcome. <laughs> How are you feeling, Cherry? It is the day after the day before. How are you feeling? I am feeling so many things. At first, I didn't know how to feel because it, it was filmed so long ago. But now looking back, I just feel relieved that it's finally out and I can enjoy the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it, isn't it? Well done on keeping the secret. I'm terrible at keeping secrets. Davina, you had to keep it for a really long time as well, didn't you? Yeah, same. I, I mean, I was, I'm actually quite good at keeping secrets. I just kept oh, I... saying I was on a yoga retreat. So what was, <laughs> what was, what was your, uh, your story? Oh, I just, I had so many. Too. I had so many. I was telling a different story to everyone to try and keep it fresh and exciting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was just saying I was at home with my parents. I went on holiday. I went to a retreat. Um, I used it all, really. I used them all. I'm working so much. Sorry, I can't see anyone for three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry. I can't speak to you. <laughs> I am learning how to tightrope walk. Yeah, just everything, <laughs> everything. They believe anything, it, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Now, how did it... So you kept it a secret. How did it feel once you could finally talk about it? Once you were finally allowed and the cast had been announced... How was that once you could finally talk about oh it? Oh, my God. I mean, it still felt like we weren't supposed to. It still felt like I was doing something <laughs> naughty. Because it's been so long that we had to keep this secret. So when we were actually finally able to talk about it, I just felt so like, oh, my God, am I doing this? Like, am I allowed? Um, okay. But it was it was lovely, like, to finally be able to be like, I'm on Joy Grace! <laughs> and was anybody mean? Did anybody be like, you told me that you were going home to your family and you lied to me. Was anybody <laughs> like that? I mean, probably behind me back, but to me first, no one said anything. <laughs> no one did, good. <laughs> so was it hard to keep that secret? It wasn't actually too hard. I'll tell you, like, my partner, Michael, he, he found it harder than me. He was like, I feel like I need to tell someone. And I'm like, it's fine. We've got a few months left. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Wow, really? I think he was just so well, excited. I mean, fair play, Paul is exactly the same. I can't tell him anything that has to be kept secret because he just tells people. These things. are the people we should be able to tell everything to. 
definitely. I could barely sit on the idea that we were having we were going to be doing this podcast from January to July, and let alone doing something like Drag Race. It'd be just boiling inside me. The only good thing would just be that we'd be sat in the house for most of the year, isn't it? So it's just like, what you do? Well, I can't go anywhere anyway. Well, yeah, exactly. You can't see anyone, can you? So this is it, unfortunately. So that's quite. That must have been quite weird. How have you been keeping busy over the last um, few months? Obviously, with the new. With I've been working. Lockdown. I've been working. working, working yeah, all the time, yeah. Um, because obviously we stopped filming like March time and then everything stopped and I was like shit like there's no work for drag I still need to pay my bills I've got a mortgage to pay um yep. so I pulled my uniform out the out the cupboard and just went back to work and worked as a nurse during the pandemic and we Perfect. will come back to this we very will. shortly but I want to I want us to focus back in on drag race just for a little bit and then we're going to dig into who cherry valentine really is <laughs> Oh, I love a bit of a. Feel dick. like I'm in a therapy <laughs> session. I love it. <laughs> when you first entered the workroom for the very first time, your headpiece fell off. How did you feel in that moment? Uh, well, in the moment, I was like, "They're not going to keep this in. They're not going to keep this in. It's fine." And then I spoke to someone afterwards, and I was like, "You tell me you're not going to keep that in." And they're like, "No, we won't keep it in." But then watching it, I was like, "The shady little buggers." Because so they kept there. it in. <laughs> but everyone keeps messaging me, so saying, like, oh, it's, it doesn't matter, it's so relatable, like, we get it, it's funny, it's what we want to see. Like, Got Definitely. Mick, like, Got Mick's shoe fell off, didn't it, on the American season, and everyone was yes. like, oh my god, the shoe! So it was the same sort of thing, but it, it is what it is, and I'll roll with whatever they give me. And it, it does, you know, you're such a lovely, you come across so beautifully on, on screen, because you're you're really honestly you, you know, you're not pretending to be anybody else. There's none of this like agenda stuff going on. So it's like really honest. And so then seeing that from you as well, that also, you know, things fall off occasionally and I walk into doors. That actually does make you so much more relatable. And immediately to an audience, you're going, ah, I love this person. I And the fact that you didn't go, fucking hell, fuck's sake, this is fucking... You just went, oh, yeah. oops. No, I just Oopsie. laughed because I thought it was funny. I was like, oh, God, we'll do it again. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Just got to own it, haven't you? Who would you? One of my favourite parts of Drag Race is the Snatch Game, and I would love to have seen you do that. Who would you have um, Who would you have done? Well, I was so excited for Snatch Game. I had um, two choices. I had Gillian McKeith when she was in the jungle. I had the whole jungle okay. outfit sorted. <laughs> and I was also going to do um, Nikki Graham in the Big Brother house. So I was oh. I brought both. And I was just going to see how I felt on the day. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like a plan. No good choices as well. I'd love to have seen you do Nikki Graham in particular. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was yeah, going to be a moment. A great one. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell this story. I did a panto with Nikki Graham. She came and did. She wasn't in the entire panto. Her and two other people who I can't remember. Um, but Nikki, I remember Nikki Graham because they were doing a lip sync on stage um, to see who would win. And um, Nikki Graham did Wuthering Heights. And it was like I dropped an acid trip. Like I have, it was the most, <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Graham swinging her arms I'm around. I'm trying to imagine it. <laughs> Like, who is she? Who is Where she? Did you find I have her? no idea. <laughs> but I love it. So I would have loved to have seen you do Nikki Graham because she is iconic. Yeah, she really is. Some uh, of the things that she came out, oh my God, funny. Yeah, absolutely. You you got to speak a little bit about um, 
about who you are and where you come from and a little bit of your experience growing up. Um, how was that sitting back and watching it back? It was it was actually quite emotional, to be honest, because you forget what you talk about, don't you? You remember the com certain conversations, but you forget the detail in the moment. Watching it back, I was like, oh, my God, as if I actually like opened up about that, because I never, ever talk about myself usually. Like I talk about other people. It's like part of my job. <laughs> um, but so to focus on myself, it was a bit like, oh, God, this is all new. Um, but watching it back, I, I actually feel really proud at what I said because I stand by it now. Yeah, there were some really nice moments there. Um, when I was watching you after your um, after the musical challenge and after the um, after the the runways, and you didn't seem very happy, and people were asking each other questions, but nobody asked you anything yet. Um, you did get to speak, obviously, in the end. But who did you find the most supportive out of everyone? Who sort of did you think you'd made a connection with? I think. Honestly, Drag Race is such a weird experience, and you'll know this, Davina, but when you're in the moment, you don't think like you normally would think. Okay. So even, like, everyone was talking and asking Tears how she was, and they're probably going to get around to asking me, and I know that now, but yeah. in the moment, I'm like, why is no one asking me questions? Everyone hates me. But that's not the case. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. such a weird environment that anything, anything like that becomes magnified and you start to, you know, it becomes so much bigger than it really is. Because, like, outside, we've all done shows, you've gone on stage, you've fallen flat on your face, the whole thing's been a car crash, and then you chat about it afterwards, and maybe nobody even asks you after the show, mm -hmm. how are you? Yeah. Because maybe it's not appropriate to <laughs> ask somebody who feels like they've just fallen flat on their face how they did. How did you feel that you did in that challenge? I'm, uh, well, mm, I'm gonna ask you and then I'm gonna speak on it, okay? I'm gonna speak on it. Honestly, watching it back, I don't feel like I did that bad. I really don't, I really don't feel like I did that bad. I mean, there were some people who had more trip ups than I did and I was confident in my performance watching it back. Because I was in my head and I was like, I go this episode, I thought, I built it up in my head to be something that it wasn't. I thought that, oh God, it's the worst performance that I've ever done in my life. But actually seeing it, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And that that's my thing. There were other people on that stage who did not deliver. And in the bits where you were asked to deliver, you did. Um, I think both of us suffer a little bit with uh, a wandery eye syndrome where you kind of, your eyes move all over the place. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can translate as, I'm not sure what's going on. But actually what it is, is that you're trying to take in the whole room. Yeah, and that was part of the thing. Like, it was like, can we save this movie? I don't think we can. And I was like, but that, the, that must have come across as like, oh, she don't know what she's doing. Like, is she getting muddled up? But I was just trying to like emote it. I don't know. Yeah. And also the bits where um, you were with the other girls and you're, you know, with the green hands. I thought the musical was probably one of the best. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was really funny. I thought it was such a great piss take. And I, I felt like actually, you know, even though some people didn't deliver as much as they should have done, everybody, there was nobody in there that I looked at and went, you were appallingly bad. You know, not one person on that stage did I go, that was horrendous. And why are you even here? Um, I like I felt very much like um, the wandery I think at that moment it was more that you were looking at the other people when they're doing their bit you know 
that was what I was seeing, that they're, yeah. it's their moment and you're directing the audience's gaze with yours, which yeah. is, you know, a fucking theatre thing. But when you're on stage, that's what you do. Exactly. If somebody else is supposed to be doing their shit... There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're supposed to be looking at this person right this person, now. Yeah. I, if I was you, I would not feel like sad or upset or disappointed because I think actually you delivered. I, and I don't feel like you did a disservice to yourself at all. Thank you. I, I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that means a lot. Great. It does. <laughs> I love the musical so much. I've seen it more than once since last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I had to rewatch it. it. I had to rewatch so it. It is. It's absolutely brilliant. So now, of course, we all know you, and so does everybody, as um, the fabulous Miss Cherry Valentine. But who introduced you to drag in the first place? Um. Well, actually. My first taste of what drag was before I even knew what drag was was the women in my family. They're all so fabulous. They really do wear heels to go to the corner shop. Like, that's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> so I, <laughs> they do, and they're all so fabulous and they love makeup and everything like that. And just growing up around that, I think really that's where the seed came from. And then okay. moving to halfway over the country and then coming to Manchester, I was like, oh my God, people yeah. people do this as a job. You can get paid to look fabulous. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so it sort of like stemmed from the women in my family, but I'd always been doing it behind the scenes. Every time like my parents went out, I'd always be rooting through my sister's makeup bag and see what she had and putting on all sorts, strutting about the house in her heels. But I think we all go through our separate journeys with that. Do you wear heels to the shop now? Sometimes. Depends how I'm feeling, yeah. I mean, I yeah. <laughs> I think you should wear them to work. I think down, like, corridors and stuff, clinking your heels. Oh, heels it sounds sexy, you. doesn't it? Heels down a corridor. <laughs> oh. uh, so, do you remember your first time in drag? Um, oh God, do you know, I don't remember the first time. My first time in full drag going out was actually going to see a short kiki. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't remember who was on. Um, it wasn't you. I'd remember. They weren't very good. But... <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I went to Kiki. Um, and then I was like, oh my god, I'm out in drag. What the hell's going on? I've only been in my bedroom so far, and yeah, that was my first time out. I, I mean, I looked alright, but I don't look like I do now. <laughs> no, but so what was that like then? Taking that because I didn't. I'd never done bedroom drag. That wasn't like a thing for me. Mine had always been, look how rough and ugly my makeup is. Here I am getting drunk and having a dance around and or doing like a stage play or something and just looking horrendous. You know, I thought I looked like Uma Thurman, but I was like, Uma, no, please don't do that instead. Um, so what was it like being out for the very first time in drag, having only done it in your bedroom? I mean, only done it in my bedroom. Kiki was the time where I thought confident in what I was doing because I did do it once before that. It was at, like, Newcastle Pride. Um, but I was in, like, a really terrible wig. I was in one of my sister's dresses that I'd stole from a cupboard. And I didn't feel comfortable. I went out for an hour and I was like, I need to go back and take this off. I have just seen this picture as well. I ha was. Did you put it up yesterday or the day before? It was the other day. Like, the, it was the other day. But, my God, I found it and I was like, I need to, like, show people this. <laughs> 
Drag is a journey. It we really all start is. somewhere. It's a personal <laughs> journey and it's a visual journey as well. Um, but yeah, the first time, like going in, in Kiki, I felt like quite confident because I've been doing makeup behind the scenes. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm all right. It, it, like I can go in public, but I still felt like I was shitting myself. I was terrified because you never know how people are going to receive you. And especially growing up, how I'd grown up. And I was like, oh God, should I be doing this? Should I not be doing this? But I did it and... I guess it served me well. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are now. So it's interesting that you're both, you've both come from Kiki. Did you think, you know, before Drag Race UK, that either of you would do that? I mean, I always knew, every time I saw Davina, I, I always knew you were a star girl. Look at you. You're, you're absolutely, no, honestly, you're incredible. And I really do, like, I really do appreciate everything that you do. I think it's fabulous. Oh, thank you so much for that smoke blown up my ass. I'll no, I'm the 50 pound. <laughs> Actually, you're one of the people that I look up to because you're so old and weathered in the community. <laughs> you witch! You absolute witch! No, I do have a lot of respect and time for you, Davina, and I've said this to you before, like I do. <laughs> I mean, all I can say, really, is that Kiki was just a brilliant training ground for so many different people, and... The events that we were holding, you know, we created a lot of space for a lot of people so that they could try stuff out. And we tried constantly to push people um, to be as creative as possible. And, uh, you know, in whichever way that was. So, you know, like you are an amazing visual artist as well as a performer. You are genuinely a, a really incredible performer. I was like, well, she looks great. So she must be a bit crap on stage. <laughs> And then I'd, I was watching you, I was thinking, oh, shit. <laughs> you always get that feeling. I was like that when I watched I watched a few videos of, like, Tears before we went. And I was like, fuck me. Hand the keys over now. <laughs> there you go. There's the venue. Get on with it. Um, but we, like, you know, whatever it was that the drag queen was doing, we were trying to kind of help them develop as well as, you know, put on really great fun nights. It was, it was very much about everybody's trying to develop and elevate constantly. It really was, it um, really was. And you could so, feel that as well. You could definitely yeah. feel that. Uh, so personally, I'm not shocked that two of us, so far from the same venue, <laughs> <laughs> we're just waiting for the others to catch up now, that's all. <laughs> Has it been um, challenging nursing through this period? Um I mean, where to change the tone, Davina? Jesus Yeah, Christ. I know, there we go, thank you. <laughs> I've lulled you into a false sense of impurity, and now we're going to talk about how shit this year's been. Come on! Honestly, to be honest with you, though, like it re it's been really, really tough, but at the same time, it's really taught me a lot, and it's changed me as a person, and it's lessons that I don't think I would have ever learned. And I think it's been really valuable. Because what kind of nursing are you doing? I, like, primarily, I was doing mental health beforehand. So I was doing therapy, um, a lot of mindfulness, CBT, stuff like that. And then I, during the pandemic, it was really physical focused as well. Because obviously with COVID, I was mm. like, I was being thrown into A&E and I was in ICU. And I was like, this is a whole different world to me. So it was a really, really tough learning 
lesson, um, but it was invaluable experience, definitely. And then you've also had Drag Race bubbling around. And then that's just, yeah, just been running in the background as well, and I haven't been able to talk about it. (laughs) That's it. And have you been managing to produce, like, quite a lot of online content as well as doing Drag Race and working? I mean, I I tried, but I did take a while out of drag. Like okay. after I'd after I'd finished on the show, I thought this is the perfect opportunity to just sit back a little bit and reflect on myself and who I want to be as an artist. Um, so that was something that I really, I really appreciated having the time for. Um, so I yeah. threw myself into nursing, didn't really do drag for a bit, and then I was like, I got the itch again. And I was like, drag is what I want to do. It's it's literally who I am, like inside. But especially now that you've seen it back again, properly. I bet that's again. Um, what did you say? Lit a fire under your ass? Did you say something? Yeah, I did. <laughs> because honestly, it really did. Like, there's when you stood in front of RuPaul after all the critiques and everything like that, it's just like, it's in that moment, I'm just like, you have lit a fire under my ass. And he really did. Because ever since that moment, I just feel like my drag's just been elevated. I know who I am more as an artist. And I, I'm really more focused on myself and I don't really care much what other people think about me anymore because life is really too short and that is the most important lesson for any of us is absolutely to let go of those worries and concerns because it doesn't affect actually what you do what somebody else thinks about it doesn't affect what you do it's only about what you think about it um so I mean maybe not the perfect experience but a valuable one all all the all the less yeah definitely uh, obviously i would have changed stuff i would have won the competition but <laughs> <laughs> so if you could go back now what would you change if i went back from the start um yeah yeah if you went back from the start what would you change now how would you change what you did i would just be more vocal and like really speak my mind a lot more because I think, like I just said, life is way too short to care what other people think about you. And I know who I am now, and I'm not scared to show that. Oh, and what was it like getting compliments from Sheridan Smith? I'd have definitely been flattered by that. <laughs> I love, I love Sheridan Smith. I actually remember watching her on Two Pints Lag on a packet of crisps. Yeah. And I thought, I just... Yeah, I, that was when I first saw her. Yeah, I think she's fabulous. And I think we just had that hormonal connection because we were both pregnant at the same time. Um, <laughs> How is the baby? <laughs> the baby, I got rid of the baby. I don't have time for a baby now. Oh, was it a single or a double flush? Bianca always, always has vibes. Oh, no, as a I, double I, gave, flush. I gave birth. I gave birth. Yeah. I just passed it on to someone who can look after oh, it. God. Otherwise, it doesn't get past the U bend. That's the problem. It just gets stuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Sheridan, Sheridan was absolutely, she was incredible. She was fabulous. And so was Liz. This was fabulous as well. I have noticed that you have been producing a lot of stuff, though, since the announcement. Like, I I have no idea how you've been producing so much content online. You know, so many different looks. It takes me like a week, two weeks or longer to produce like an actual look. And you've been producing like it's been every single day. It's been constant. And I've, I've found it difficult to keep up with just like how on earth you've been doing this as well as working and doing other things. So how have you been doing that? I think it's just a case of not sleeping and drinking loads of Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I'm just, I'm just really, really passionate about drag and I'm really passionate about being creative and letting the world see my art. And if you're going to let people see it, now's the perfect time when everyone's looking at you. Do you know what I mean? So it's, 
and it's just about it's just a case of keeping it up and like showing everyone how how you are as an artist yeah do you think that uh where you come from plays into a lot of the art that you're making you know because you talked a bit about that you're from a, a traveler background and that you're from Darlow. Um, there are some other, like, some of the queens in Darlow, just props to the girls in Darlow. There's, I know a lot of really incredible girls who are from Darlow. There's something, like, Anaphylactic is from Darlow. Yes, yeah. I didn't um, know that recently. Yeah, a girl that I worked with in um, Ibiza who taught me how to do makeup. Like, I, I mean, it's still not great. She's much, much more accomplished than I am. Uh, but... Until I'd kind of looked at how she was doing her face, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, it was literally one shade of base, blue, red, done. Uh, you know, and then she was like, maybe you could use some contour and actually create shapes <laughs> in your face. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Look how beautiful you are. Um, and, you know, so there's loads of really interesting people in Darlow. And then to have that mix of being from Dallow and the traveller community, do you think that that's had a big impact on the kind of work that you make? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I've never really thought about it, to be honest, but looking looking at where I come from, I guess I guess it does have an impact, yeah, because all the queens in Darlington are fabulous and they don't, they don't give a fuck, really, do they? Like, no. And that's what it's about and that's part of what drag's about. And it, it's sort of like really old-school ideas of drag, but mixed again with like new ideas and what it, what it can be and where it can go and that it really like motivates me and i just love being from the north as well i think the north is such a fabulous place to come from like everyone's so supportive and you don't realize it until like you do something and everyone's like 100% behind you so it's been really lovely yeah that's i mean that wasn't my um when i was told about darlington i wasn't necessarily told that it was a hundred percent supportive for Celia <laughs> Darlington. I mean, yeah, it's not a hundred percent, but nowhere. Vicious is. was how it was described to me that they would rip your wig off your head and stamp on it on the floor and then put it back on your head. I mean, some of them would. Do you know what I mean? They really would. <laughs> like recently, I spoke to someone and they were like, "Do you need security?" And I was like, "Because we were talking about gigs," mm. and I was like, "I don't think so." Do you think I need security? And they're like, "No, you've got me. I can take my wig off and I'll be there." And I was just like, that is Darlington drag. <laughs> so then, like, what was your experience of Manchester as a scene? It's just, it's the most diverse place that I, it's literally one of the most diverse places I've ever been in my life. You can go from venue to venue and see something completely different. Even walking down Canal Street, like, you never know what you're going to get. Good or bad, if you want it or not, it's there. <laughs> and it's going to be shoved down your throat. But... I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for anything to be shoved down my throat this year. It's been a long time. But, but yeah, Manchester is a scene. It's so vibrant and it's so bright and everyone's so themselves and it's really inspiring. Talking on the show about your background, has, has watching that back helped you um, find a bit of peace with that? Yeah, definitely. I think it, it was it, it was a bit full circle. It sounds cheesy and I never believe people when they tell me, yeah, it was so full circle, it was so lovely. But it actually really was. Um, yeah. Watching myself on screen, like getting a little bit emotional and going through all that stuff and talking about it, it made me feel like 
a bit of a weight that's been lifted and I think it was needed. And I keep saying this to people, like, even though it wasn't the whole, like, I didn't want to leave second. I could have went all the way. I know I could have in my heart. I know I could have. But I feel like it was a needed part of my journey to help me get where I am now. Yeah. And sometimes that's that's what life has for us. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, a little, I call them little, um, they're like your turning points in life, you know? So the choices that you make will decide what happens at that point, but it's going to happen whatever. And and it's an important part of your life that is going to happen. You know, I believe everybody has a kind of path and this is like your little crossroads bit where you can kind of change before you come back to the next point that is going to happen. Um, so I think that's really, that's one of the most kind of special things about Drag Race really is that it allows you to deal with some of those things in a in a way in front of everybody that then helps you kind of internally sort through it as well yeah it does it really does Davina was just saying about um when you were speaking about your family on the show have you connected with anybody since um since you've been on drag race um i mean i talked to my mom and she she doesn't really watch the show but she knows what i do now and okay. she's she comes from the sense of as long as you're happy, I'm happy. And that that makes me happy. Nice. Um, yeah. But I haven't really spoken to anyone else. I'll let you know if I do, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Might not be here to tell the tale. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's, it's one of them things like, it's take it or leave it at this point. And I'm just very, I'm very proud of who I am now. And I think it's really nice for someone from the community that I come from, any community, yep. that you should be able to share your story because we're all different and the, we're everywhere. Drag queens, gay people, queer people, we're everywhere. Whether you like it or not, we're here. <laughs> yeah. And I think if you if you do the, if you have a look into it, there's actually, there's more travellers uh, doing drag and being big names in drag than you would think. I know, I've heard recently, like since coming, like coming out, since talking about it on the show, I have had quite a few messages from people and I've been very surprised. Like it's, it's been really nice, really nice. That's good. That's good. You had this opportunity to show how fabulous you are to everybody as well. So that's amazing. Click. (laughs) And it's also, you've kind of created that space as well. Russell Tovey talked about this a a few weeks ago, you know, not about being a a role model, but about being like a, a visible model. You know, so in I, that's not quite the right words, but you kind of know what I mean. So just by being visible as you are and being from your background, it allows somebody else from that community or from that walk of life or, you know, to go, oh, that's an option that's open to me. Um, so even though you weren't there as long as I would have liked you to be, uh, your your impact will will have been massive. You know, the impact that you'll have had in in the UK will be massive just because of that, just by being you and being who you are. I'm interested to kind of talk about um, the kind of work that you're interested in, because I know that you're a performer. I know that you're a creative. I know that you can sing a bit. I know that you are like really highly motivated. So what is it that the, the kind of work that you're wanting to create? Honestly, I just want to do absolutely everything and see what I like the best. (laughs) (laughs) 
I want. I just like. I like. I love trying new things. So I want to do music. I want to travel the world. One of the main reasons I did Drag Race um, was to meet so many people who have the same interests. Mm. Because I'm really. I I keep going on about. It, but I do really love people. I love talking to people and love hearing people's stories. And I think this is such an amazing platform that allows you to do that. Um, but I just. I really just want to do everything. Like I want to continue creating fabulous outfits that get bigger and better. I want to do a lot of visual art. I've got loads of ideas that I want to do. It's just getting them off the ground when all this lockdown business is over. I, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're sat here in this incredible red encrusted shoulder. I can only really see a shoulder piece and a neckline, but it's amazing. So where's what's the inspiration for this? Where are you drawing most of the inspiration for Cher Cherry Valentine? The inspiration for this outfit was just, I sat down and this is what came out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I very, very rarely plan my outfits or what that I'm gonna wear or make. I just sit down and see what happens with what's around me. This is just made out of some tin foil and some sequin fabric, but... Um... <laughs> see, there we go, kids. Get, get in your... Get in your kitchen cupboards and get making. Get creative. What's holding your back? <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> no, honestly, it's just it's just really though. fun. It's just really fun. Yeah. Have you got anything that you're working on at the moment that you're allowed to tell us about yet? That we can look forward to. Um, what can we look for? Just I'm gonna try lots and lots of things. Uh, I am working on some really exciting stuff, but I don't want to talk about it yet because it's not like... Don't want to jinx it. <laughs> but don't worry, you can have an exclusive demeanor if you want one. <laughs> yes! Come on, exclusive! Tell me now! Um, yeah, I'm just working on some really cool stuff, uh, like visual stuff that I'm oh. excited for. Okay, that's exciting. I'm excited for that. Uh, so you've got things in the pipeline that are coming up, but you also have merch and things like that for sale, don't you? I do. Thank you for that little plug. Um, I do have <laughs> merchandise available. Um, and it's really cool because we had some like custom designs. I want it to be really true to the brand. So it's all black and red. Love black and red. Okay. Just stay away from the silver. Don't, don't touch, touch it. it. Don't worry. That's yours. <laughs> That's your domain. <laughs> You'll be in big trouble. <laughs> Where, where can people find that? Sorry, is there a, web, a particular website? Yeah, it's just in my bios. It's from Snatched, Snatched Merch. Snatched. Yeah, I'm just working on really cool stuff. So I'm excited for everyone to see it. And I'm really excited to see it as well. So we know that you've got your socials. What are they so that we can actually find this stuff? And you can go through Cherry's Instagram and go, oh my God, how many outfits has she created in the space of three and a half seconds? <laughs> how is this even possible? It honestly, the, the pressure from doing social media gets a lot sometimes. So I need to step back. I do it in like bursts. And I think yeah. a lot of creative people do. So they have a burst where they're just constant online. And then I'll take a month back and just do stuff behind the scenes. Because um, we go through like phases and what we're into at the moment, but absolutely. Um, my socials are at the Cherry Valentine. Um, most things and at the C Valentine on Twitter. At the C. Oh, wow. <laughs> Is it a capital C or a small C? Oh, I can't remember. Small capital. Put in what you like. <laughs> Whatever you fancy. I don't mind. But there you go. Oh, Cherry, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. Will you come back and speak to us again soon? Let us know how your how your post drag race journey's going. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely. Um, I love it. Yeah, it's been fabulous. Thank you very much for this. Thank you so much, and I love you dearly. I, I honestly do love you, Tavina. I think you're <laughs> fabulous. I'll keep blowing that smoke. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, we have come to the end of the episode. This has been Fierce Slay Talk. You can join us on our journey by following us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Fierce Slay Talk. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening to us going on. We could talk for hours. And if you enjoyed the show, let your friends know. Go on, spread the word. Be sure to review the podcast as well. Till next time. You want it. You got it. I won't hold back. Come snatch it. Come take it. All yours right off the rack. No wanting. No waiting. You shake me down. You touch it. You taste it. Come take me here and now. Try it and buy at the top of the stack. Bag it and snag it. No need to attack. Instant and present. Hit go and play back. Right now. Right now. Take it and tame it. Walk me to the door. Have it and hold it. You only want more. Live it and love it. You got it. It's yours. Right now. Right now.